Welcome to Shift the Gravity, a podcast of Traders Point Christian Church where we talk about what it means to be followers of Jesus who shift the gravity of whatever room we walk into. Let's join the conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. If this is your first time joining us, my name is Aaron Brockett. I'm the lead pastor at Traders Point Christian Church, and I'm joined by Ryan Bramlett, mm. who uh, serves on our staff uh, teaching role. He also leads uh, our West Campus. Mm. And so, as always, really, really good to have you uh, on the podcast. It's good to be here with you. Yeah. <laughs> you doing all right? I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm doing well. Yeah. It's uh, As of the recording of this, it's beginning to feel a little like fall outside. Mm. So, I'm, I'm in a good mood. That's my favorite season of the year. Oh, my flannel came out bright and early I this didn't, year. I did see that. <laughs> yeah. That looks good. Uh, we have been, if you've been tracking with this this season, we've been talking all about influence, mm. um, uh, which really fits well with just the theme of our podcast, you know, that we want to shift the gravity of whatever room we walk into. We do it anyway. We want to do it intentionally. We want to do it, hopefully, in a positive way that um, influences people towards Christ. That's what we've been talking about during this whole season. I'm really excited to dive into the specific topic that we're going to talk about today, which is leadership. And this has meant a whole lot to me. If you all know anything at all about my story, I didn't grow up, I grew up in the church, but I didn't grow up ever seeing myself as a leader. Mm. And that's probably true of maybe most leaders. I'd love to hear what you guys think. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just kind of saw myself as pretty middle of the road, solid C plus student, uh, came off the bench on the Mm -hmm. basketball team, uh, didn't necessarily feel like I was creating waves of any kind. And it was not until I got into college where I had um, a handful of just men and women that I really respected that were just around me start to call things out in me Mm -hmm. that I didn't even know was there. Mm -hmm. So they would say things like, man, you're really good at that. Or uh, have you ever thought about this? And it was quite stunning to me, actually. And and, and since that time, really taken up the challenge to pay attention Mm. to um, specifically people that are younger than me um, and tried to do the same, Mm -hmm. just to try to call that out. So um, I'm really, really um, grateful for that. We have been this so far this season kind of going through talking to some of our rock stars on staff Mm -hmm. and some of our ministry partners. Mm -hmm. And today would be no different. Mm -hmm. I'm joined by Jordan Jones and Ashley Balky. So Mm -hmm. thank you guys for being Mm -hmm. on the podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Looking forward to this conversation. For sure. So why don't we just go ahead and uh, we'll kick it off. Ashley, we'll start with you. Just tell us a little bit about you, your family, um, anything you want to share with us and specifically what you do on staff. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm mm. excited to be a part. So my name is Ashley Bulky, and mm. I'm married to Aaron. We've been married for 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, we have three children, Jude, who is a freshman, and then Jubilee, who is eight, and Asa, who is seven. Um, obviously, like every parent says, they're the best kids ever. Mm-hmm. Um, used to think I was phenomenal mom when mm. I had just one. I was like, I'm a great mom. And then I had Jubilee and Asa and I was like, okay, wait, Jude was just easy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just so much energy, so much fun to have these three mm. children. So we love to just be together, um, going to Lake House, hanging out with our best friends. That's mm. um, just enjoying the life God's given us is what we like to do. Mm. So here at Traders Point, I have the privilege of being the learning and development manager. Mm. 
So I serve on the leadership development team and just have the opportunity to support all things having to do with developing leaders, Christ-centered mm. leaders. So mm. it's a dream job. Mm. I'm so grateful to get to be a part where I really feel like the Lord has like intersected my purpose and my passion mm-hmm. um, really comes together in this role. So. My um, big area that I contribute to our team is um, handling how um, the understanding of how learning at Traders Point is implemented and organized, mm-hmm. and that is really managing like the learning management system. How do we structure it? How do we make it easily accessible? How do we train people well and get it into their hands mm-hmm. quickly and effectively? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's kind of what I work on. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. She's doing an amazing mm-hmm. job, by the thanks. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. Jordan, uh, yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks again for, for having us on. Mm-hmm. I, I have to imagine uh, as you brainstorm potential topics, hundreds probably made it mm-hmm. onto the board, but but hmm. the fact that leadership development um, made it, oh, uh, yeah. you can imagine I'm a, a bit giddy. About <laughs> yeah. That. But uh, yeah, so for those of you I haven't had the joy of of meeting uh, before, my name is Jordan Jones, and I get the, the, the honor and pleasure of serving as our leadership development director. And so mm-hmm. we moved here in, in March of 2019 from Lansing, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And um, so moved with my, my wife. So we've been married 11 years, Courtney, and mm-hmm. she's the uh, most creative person mm-hmm. I know. Um, mm-hmm. We have a six-year-old, Lyndon. She's the probably the most intelligent person I know. Um, and then we have a three-year-old Merit, and she is the most passionate mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. that uh, that I know. And you could probably imagine, read between the lines on yeah. <laughs> what I mean there. Uh, she's going to be a leader in whatever domain that she chooses, and mm-hmm. just pray she chooses uh, <laughs> a good and righteous one. But uh, thanks again for having us. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, I want to hear a lot, because there's probably a lot of people listening to this that maybe are wondering, Okay, what is it? You know, like Ashley, you gave your description. Like, mm. what is it that are, you, are we talking about here? Because mm, I right. want to hear all about like the residency program, mm. the leadership college that yeah. maybe a lot of people don't realize yeah. that we have mm. as a church. Yeah. And how did that all come about? Um, what is that about? Yeah. How can people find out more information? So we'll get to all that. Yeah. But first, I just want to hear from both of you. What was it that really interested you in? Like, maybe define it first. Like, sure. what is leadership development? Mm. How is that distinct from discipleship? Yeah. Uh, because we do both, mm-hmm. and yeah. we actually feel like they're not competing tracks. They mm-hmm. should fit together. Yeah. And then what interested you in it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's interesting. You, you hear the word leadership, and it's one of those beautiful paradoxes of Scripture, right, where there's mm-hmm. grace and truth. You know, how does, mm-hmm. that, how does that work? You know, mm-hmm. be yeah. savvy as a serpent, wise mm-hmm. as, a, as a, you know, gentle as a dove. Mm-hmm. Or I think there's this biblical reality that everyone is a leader, mm-hmm. And not everyone is a leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there's the the spiritual gift of leadership where just God's given them this innate ability mm-hmm. to rally people towards mission and, and vision and motivate. And mm-hmm. um, but there's also the fact that like Acts 17, you know, Paul says like he's given us all time and place and season to mm-hmm. influence those around us to stir them towards uh, Christ. And so unless somebody's listening to this like in a cave in the mm-hmm. <laughs> Mojave Desert, mm-hmm. which I doubt, mm-hmm. like we all have domains and places, relationships, yeah. you know, whether it's our yeah. homes, mm-hmm. our you know, workplace, our the church where mm-hmm. he's given us like, are you influencing others towards mm-hmm. Christ and mm-hmm. towards mm-hmm. beauty and towards love? And so ultimately all all of us are are leaders. And so leadership development in my mind is leadership is 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 multiplying yourself in another. It's developing yourself in another. And yeah. so for us in leadership development, we want to constantly be asking, is what we're multiplying healthy? healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, is mm-hmm. it beautiful? You know, mm-hmm. Philippians 4.9, is it good? Is it yeah. 
um, like is ultimately is it is it that Christ like love like mm-hmm. selflessness? I loved mm-hmm. what Ann Wilson a couple of years ago at leadership conference said like the only definition of spiritual leadership I know is is dying to yourself for the mm-hmm. sake of other. Yeah, that's good. And so it's it's discipleship is growing into alignment with the character of Christ and being transformed by mm-hmm. Him and you know aligning to His mission. And then it's as you go, mm-hmm. <laughs> are you stirring people? To Jesus or away mm-hmm. from Jesus, and so you're right. It's it goes it goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say um, discipleship being like learning how to be a good disciple of Christ, mm. whereas leadership development is learning how to be a disciple maker. Mm-hmm. So um, really reproducing, just yeah. as, as Jordan said. So a lot of times we can really focus on discipling uh, and on discipleship and growth. It's needed mm. in order to reproduce healthy, mm. but um, sometimes we can just stay there. Yeah. So leadership development is mm. where we're like, no, hold on, let's shift our focus outside of ourselves mm. and take it to others. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we define a like a spiritual leader as a disciple who wants to make disciples mm. in the most intentional and yeah. effective ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, I think that you know we uh, see the New Testament model of church planting and disciple making. Mm -hmm. So even for us, you know, we're very involved in church plants, but we say, hey, we don't want to just start churches. We want to start church planting churches. Yes, exactly. that little nuance there. And I think the same thing, I like that, what you just said um, for people wondering how those two, because I think that, the word leadership has a Mm. lot of, unfortunately, a lot of baggage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's, uh, you know, I remember there uh, for a period of time, you know, people, it's almost like I was in a room one time and you, you know, you said leadership and somebody like rolled their eyes. Mm -hmm. We just kind of put everything under that term or under that umbrella. And there's also lots of examples of toxic leadership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, There's uh, a greater skepticism, I think, nowadays for those in leadership Mm -hmm. because leaders are still humans. And Mm -hmm. and so this is where I would even argue the case of becoming a disciple Mm -hmm. before you become a leader. Yes. But it's this idea of your your discipleship is that like track where you're mm. growing in alignment. I, I love what you guys said. I think one definition of discipleship that I really like is growing more and more into the image and yeah. likeness of Jesus. Right. Yeah, that's, that's your one-on-one relationship. That's yeah. the vertical. Mm. The horizontal is like, I'm going to make disciples. Yeah. I'm going to share what I'm learning. Right. Good. Share the heart shaping that God is doing yeah, in my like, life. This all can't terminate on us. Exactly. Like, if it does, like, what, right. are we, what are we? We're doing one here? generation yeah. from extinction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear, uh, like, how you guys hmm. got to this spot of because it's clearly, like, I know you guys very well. Hmm. It's more than a job. You guys yeah. are sincerely passionate about leadership development. Mm-hmm. So just like Aaron was talking about the experiences that led him to mm-hmm. really care about leadership development and mm-hmm. pouring into others. What was it for you guys? Do you feel like you just you were born like career day as a kid? You were like <laughs> firefighter. No, I want to well, be leadership it wasn't on development. The list. It wasn't on the list. No. So yeah, what were those experiences? Yeah. How did we get here? Yeah. Um, so, well, you, it, something came to mind when you said, like, just born that way. Mm. Uh, it's so interesting. My daughter, when she was three, sh- she's a strong-willed. She'll mm. be a great leader. But she's your passionate one? <laughs> she's my yeah. passionate yeah. one. But I remember when she was three, she walked into the daycare room, and she was looking around. I said, what are you thinking? And she said, I'm wondering who's in charge here, because if there isn't anybody, I'll be. And oh, I was like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Mm. It's so one way to look at leadership. That's probably yes. the closest yeah. thing to, like, mm, okay, so what's that look like in your yeah. future? Mm. But um, mm. anyway, for me, <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll find out. I'll talk to you in like yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Let's see where she's at. Um, yeah. So for, I mean, there's nature and there's nurture. Mm. So um, mm. I think 
obviously what I just described with my daughter, Jubilee, there's mm. probably a little bit of nature mm-hmm. in her, mm-hmm. um, probably a little bit of nature within myself as well. But mm-hmm. in general, I'd say most of it was nurture. Mm-hmm. It was the way I was raised and the way I was shaped. So mm-hmm. um, my parents, they were um, community servants. They were mm-hmm. educators and they just were strong in character and strong in conviction. Mm-hmm. They understood that they needed to develop people. Um, they always taught us and modeled servant leadership. So from a young age, we were seeing them serving in every aspect of their life, Mm -hmm. which is really the humility needed in um, leadership. Mm -hmm. And so they uh, believed in equipping the next generation. And so I was raised with that, just Mm -hmm. seeing people saying, um, well, hey, yeah, I'm teachers, as we know, Mm -hmm. um, are not paid substantially, Mm -hmm. you know, so they would say, Hey, not everything's about money. Mm -hmm. It's about what you're doing and how you're impacting and changing the world. And we're doing that one life at a time in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge impact for me and seeing that model daily. But there was one person who really invested into me and her name was Michelle Timmons. Mm -hmm. And she really had those, I see in you conversations, Mm -hmm. calling things out. Like I see this in you. I see that what the Lord has done and what he is going to do. Mm -hmm. And I believe in you. She really embodied Christ um, in the way in which she served us. So she was over our youth group. She opened up her home. She Mm. led mission trips. She spoke life into me Mm. and to many others. She taught me how to study the Word of God and um, modeled it through the way she lived. And even when I went to college, she, so like I was out of youth group, I was in college. She said, Hey, I believe so much in what God has for your life. Mm. She sent me, I wasn't a missionary. I mean, she Mm. sent me money every month Mm. to support Mm. what the Lord was doing. She's Mm. like, I don't know what you're going to do with this, but I just want you to know that I financially support you. And so there were times that I used that money to um, be able to support, like I led worship. Mm. So being able to like buy my strings, buy mm. my picks, mm. being able to print my music, mm. um, but then also just even at a point paying our bills when we were young mm-hmm. and yeah. married, and mm-hmm. yeah. um, she just believed in what we were doing. So wow. uh, yeah, I would say she helped shape me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So summer after freshman year in college, I I worked for an organization called uh, YouthWorks, where they just facilitate mission trips for, for youth groups. So mm. youth leaders who are not usually detail oriented, sorry for that generalization, mm. but uh, <laughs> they can just hang out with their, their students. And so mm. it was a summer long gig and it was week five out of eight. Um, a group from uh, a church in Lansing, Michigan brings 35 middle schoolers over and they come on Sunday and leave on Friday. It's Wednesday morning. Uh, I'm, I'm painting in a community center alongside their youth pastor. Mm-hmm. He's like six, five blonde hair, just crazy Dutchman. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're painting. He looks over. He said, "What are you studying again?" I said, "Political science. You know, economics." Mm-hmm. Like young, naive. I, I want to be a part of like redeeming, you mm-hmm. know, politics, mm-hmm. which uh, not my passions uh, necessarily <laughs> anymore. But um, he said, "You know, do you know Michigan State has a great political science program?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "No," and I don't, I don't necessarily care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I've seen snow once, and I'm, I'm actually not too distraught about that. Yeah. Um, he said, "You're not getting what I'm throwing out, are you?" I'm like, no, no, not at all. He said, I, w- I want you to be our middle school youth pastor. Hmm. And I, I pull an immediate Moses mm-hmm. where I just start listening off the excuses. Like I'm two years in a following Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm studying political science, mm-hmm. not theology, right? Mm-hmm. I'm studying like power law, mm-hmm. distribution mm-hmm. and economic utility, mm-hmm. right? Not, not, not the scriptures, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just immediately, I'm like, no, but he cuts me off and he says, stop. Pray about it, mm. fast about it. 
And so earlier, just a little background, earlier that year, I, uh, it's, it's the year that Crazy Love by Francis Chan had, had come mm-hmm. out. And even mm-hmm. if uh, listeners haven't, haven't read it, like the, the, the line that I remember from that book is, pray the prayer, God put me in positions where I have to rely on you. Mm-hmm. And um, again, young and naive, I, I did that mm-hmm. uh, earlier that year, you know? <laughs> That's <laughs> such a dangerous thing. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what I was praying. <laughs> and, and ultimately, as I'm praying about the decision to move, you know, mm-hmm. Texas to Michigan, um, God just says, I'm just answering your, your prayer. Mm-hmm. Like your, your heart aligned with mine. And mm-hmm. so I, I went. And mm-hmm. so I think leadership development was nurtured in me when started with that, I, like what Scott mm-hmm. saw in me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he didn't just see this in me. He called it out in me. Yeah. Yeah. But then he not just called it out in me. He actually provided me a playground to actually mm-hmm. grow into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, um, and so we'd meet three to five hours a week and he'd, Give me the knowledge that I mm-hmm. I needed, and then he'd send me out, and I I literally had a playground mm-hmm. a petri dish to to practice what I was learning, and mm-hmm. uh, and then ultimately I'd come back to him, and he'd coach me through how to go. What'd you learn? What mm-hmm. you know? What'd you do different mm-hmm. next time? And so uh, there's a, a huge study that Center of Creative Leadership did down in Greensboro, North Carolina, that found there's three things leaders need to grow. They need knowledge, right? They need mm-hmm. to know what the ideal is for something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But seventy percent of it is experience. They need they need those stretch assignments. They need yes. that experience where it it stretches their their muscles uh, enough where it it allows them to grow, but mm-hmm. not too far where mm-hmm. like, there's tearing, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then ultimately twenty percent is is coaching. Like there's somebody to help you, like actually yeah. process what you're mm-hmm. you're experiencing. And yeah. so nurture uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Scott yeah. Rolf, that six five mm-hmm. Dutchman, like mm-hmm. modeled that for mm-hmm. me. And it's what Jesus did, mm-hmm. like Luke 6 through 10, yeah. right? He called, yeah. he said, join me to the disciples. Mm-hmm. Then he sends them out way before they're ready, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're like, wait, you're not going with us? Like, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'll give you some instructions, but mm-hmm. but basically, yeah. But then when you come back, I'm not going to leave you in your experience mm-hmm. in isolation. Like, let's mm-hmm. process through mm-hmm. what you saw. Yeah. I love all that. I think that if you talk to uh, the four of us around this table and pretty much anybody, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and say, hey, uh, tell me about your... Um, uh, journey to Christ. Tell me about your story. Let's just mm. go there. Yeah. yeah. Um, very few people will go. Well, you know, I was just, you know, I just came to know Christ on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I just, yeah. I yeah. discovered what opportunities I want. Mm-hmm. It, it, God always uses people to influence That's people. Right. Mm-hmm. We That's we right. see that all the way back into the scriptures. We yeah. see that was Jesus' process of discipleship. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm glad mm-hmm. that you brought that up because I've always had this thing around. You know, uh, Jesus, you know, because anytime we like ask a small group leader to lead a group, they're like, well, you know, I don't know that I know enough. Right. I can't get them all together. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're just like flaky. And, you know, somebody's <laughs> yeah. like, and I'm like, look at Jesus, small group. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. Yeah. You know, what a mess. What mm-hmm. a train wreck. Yeah. You know, and the fact that um, he, um, the ultimate failure, all of them bailed on him when he mm-hmm. was arrested and crucified. They, they were out of the picture. Mm-hmm. And when he comes back, hmm. That, that, that's real interesting to me because mm. I think a lot of leaders would maybe have done some shaming. They mm. would have said, okay, oh, yeah. we're starting over at the beginning. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. spending another three years with you. Yeah. Here's yeah. the syllabus. Jesus yeah. was like, hey, guys, here's the keys to the church. Mm. Peace. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And he like, I'll be with you. Greater to have the one who is coming, the Holy Spirit, yeah. to be in you than mm. for me to be with you. Mm. Yeah. I'm out. Mm. And that, that's so amazing that's to me yeah. how yeah. much like faith wow. God has in broken, sinful, fallen leaders like us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's hu- so humbling. Yeah. yeah. 
So all of that's like such a great segue. I want to just share for our listeners, those who may not know, just what all encompasses leadership development at Traders Point. So talk yeah. about like cohorts, residencies, yeah. the college. Yeah. Uh, just share a little bit of what God's been doing here. Because that's, you've been on the ground floor of all this since 2019, developing this. And, yeah, and, and I'll stay broad because there is a lot that we're, mm-hmm. we're kind of working towards. Yeah. And then if you want to kind of double down on anything, mm-hmm. um, feel free. But So we have three uh, hub areas that, that we work in. So first is our emerging leaders. Mm-hmm. So so that's our residency program. That's that's eight years running that. So that's even before I came on hmm. uh, 2019. And that's trying to, to bridge the gap between classroom knowledge and real world experience mm-hmm. for, for those who are trying to enter into vocational ministry, because maybe mm-hmm. they go to a Bible school and they've, they've got all the, the classroom knowledge. They know how to, you know, mm-hmm. work through a passage mm-hmm. or, you know, pastoral yeah. care, counseling but then don't know how to have a hard conversation mm-hmm. or create a budget mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. uh, lead a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we want to give them that, that boots on the ground, mm-hmm. um, real world experience there. And then uh, we launched uh, last month, mm-hmm. uh, Traders Point Leadership College. So we have nine yeah. uh, inaugural mm-hmm. students who are just doing an amazing, yes. amazing job. That was a vision, um, honestly, from elders, from from Aaron, from, mm-hmm. from Greg, our mm-hmm. executive pastor of a couple of things. One is how do we curb the the student loan crisis? Mm-hmm. Um, where so we're doing it at a third of the cost of a typical um, you know Bible Bible college experience, mm-hmm. um, but also like how do we preempt the need for a mm-hmm. residency? Mm-hmm. Right, like if we're noticing this gap that they don't necessarily come, uh, or maybe they come to Christ you know at Purdue mm-hmm. and they join a you know a mm-hmm. campus ministry and don't don't necessarily even have the biblical knowledge. Like how do we preempt the need for the residency and, mm-hmm. and infuse experience from day one. So mm-hmm. our leadership college students are doing half of their time is, yeah. is practical mentorship, you mm-hmm. know, experience across, uh, across mm-hmm. the church, uh, but also embedded in the local church. Mm-hmm. Like instead yeah, of saying like, that. Hey, we're, yeah. you know, move to, Separate. you know, somewhere three, mm-hmm. four, four hours away and maybe you're embedded in a local church, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Like, can we just mm-hmm. embed their experience from day mm-hmm. one in the local church? So, so emerging leaders, then, then staff development, um, so taking that knowledge experience coaching, we, we do a, a good bit of knowledge training of just, mm-hmm. you know, training, um, you know, self-awareness, things like time management, conflict yeah. management, mm. like who you are in Christ, you know, who, who, who he's wired you to be mm. uh, and how to lead well for, for him. Mm. But then since that's really only 10 percent, um, 90 percent is experience in coaching. So yeah. uh, primarily we, we train through mm. cohorts and this is. Mm-hmm. Six to eight leaders that are in a similar spot of leadership coming together, iron sharpens iron, mm. um, trying to grow and apply mm. what they've been learning in the trainings. Um, and then we have the last hub is what mm. we do with our team members. So yeah. mm. those who call Traders Point home, mm-hmm. um, you can use volunteers, mm-hmm. uh, attendees, yeah. whatever your your uh, phrase is of mm. choice there. But and, and we try not to create any new content or mm. any new uh, environment. We want to mm. keep it consistent. So our staff are growing right alongside of our yeah. uh, volunteers. So yeah. we do have some some trainings that, that are online, um, uh, virtual, kind of on demand. Mm. But then again, the biggest chunk is that 90%. So we've got leading mm. self cohorts, leading others cohorts mm-hmm. that are, again, six to eight leaders coming together like mm-hmm. in a similar spot of leadership and let's take yeah. ground um, moving and, and progressing in our leadership in this next season. So. Mm. Ashley, you probably have some, yeah. fill in some gaps for me. Mm. Yeah. Um, shameless plug. We've got our next <laughs> round of cohorts launching in January, yeah. February, right? Is it mm-hmm. January? Yeah. At the beginning of the new year. So yeah. um, you can check it out on the website, tbcc.org backslash 
leadership dash cohorts. Mm. But um, yeah, we've got some great cohorts running. Mm. Um, I just actually yesterday got to launch a leading others cohort with mm. a group of um, volunteers that mm-hmm. are so excited um, to be a part and grow um, yeah. in their development. So we are we're using the knowledge piece that mm. is 10%. And then in our cohort time, which is our group time, mm. we are walking through the experience. What's this look like? Mm. And then doing the coaching. So mm. I, I do the coaching in the group um, that we're in currently. So mm. walking out that 100% that it takes to mm. really effectively learn yeah. and grow. So, yeah. yeah. That's good. Um, I love the the tie between everything we're doing not just being a knowledge piece or not just being an experience piece but mm. bridging those two together i think yeah. it goes back to your sermon illustration of the golf swing of not just being all back swing or all forward swing mm. um, but being able to put those two things together i, I love that mm-hmm. um and then just kind of looking at the leadership uh development department mm-hmm. and the program that we've built mm. Over the years, like what were some of like the linchpins to when you were creating this, like this needs to be present here? Mm-hmm. And then maybe some of the big needs that you yeah. saw arise and that you're still seeing are opportunities that we can kind of meet because of the mm-hmm. leadership development we're offering. Yeah. So uh, I'm a big strengths finder guy, mm. and so my my number one is learner. So I apologize that every one of my answers includes some reference to a book. But uh, <laughs> I apologize if that's not your your leaning. But mm. so uh, I read a book uh, called Design to Lead right before I I came on. So it's written by a pastor in California mm. and, and Texas, and and they talk about how do you how do you build a leadership development culture in the local church. But mm. honestly, I think it it could work at any organization. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and they identified three things, and they all start with the letter C because they're all yeah. pastors, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, of course. Alliteration. I'm yeah. a sucker yep. for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it's cheesy, but I remembered it, so I guess it worked, right? But uh, the, the first thing they talk about is conviction. Like, yeah. mm. you have to want it as a church, mm-hmm. from elders, you know, lead pastor to you know the retiree who's serving yeah. in kids ministry on on Sunday. Mm. Like, you have to want it, and not just because like the the mission, the vision like necessitates it, you know, mm-hmm. like, like out of desperation, but out of like this deep biblical imperative that mm-hmm. it's not enough for us to just, you know, be a, you know, a mm-hmm. hospital that performs surgeries. We have to be a teaching hospital mm-hmm. that like trains surgeons, mm-hmm. that yeah. Ephesians for this mandate of equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Like it's what gets you up in the middle mm-hmm. of the, in the middle of the night. And so, um, I, I think I can say with, with full confidence that, I've seen it here that we have that level mm. of a deep, deep conviction. Um, the fact that the fact that we're 188 years old, mm-hmm. yeah, like even that fact alone communicates mm-hmm. something, right? Mm-hmm. That like you can't, you can't like the bride of Christ cannot, mm-hmm. you know, be 108 years yeah. old without leadership development just mm-hmm. being in the the water. The ecosystem. yeah, the life cycle of a typical church is about 45 to 50 years. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I remember uh, hearing Jim Tomberlin talk about that. And I, 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 my first question was, why that? Right. And he just said, because that represents a generation. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. So usually a, a generation, there'll yeah. be a generational leader that'll yeah. start a church, a movement, and then they age, they don't pass it on. Mm-hmm. And so then the church begins to flatline and yeah. die. Mm-hmm. So like when I was in college, um, I went to Ozark Christian College, shameless yeah. little plug there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know Ashley spent a little time there. But, yeah. um, uh-huh. but uh, how I got experience, and pretty much this was about the only way I got experience during the time was through something called supply preaching, wow. which is basically mm-hmm. tiny little churches scattered all over the countryside mm-hmm. that couldn't afford to pay a full-time yep. pastor. So they would pay poor college students. Mm-hmm. And I got paid $75 a Sunday. Hey, mm-hmm. And I would drive up there and I would preach. It was Inflation, 12- that's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good money at the yeah, time. Yeah. Um, 
12 people every week. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I went back. I, it, this was between Joplin and Kansas City. I went back for a conference, and I was driving past. And I was like, I'm going to pull in and you mm-hmm. know see that church. Yeah. Pulled up. Just a field is wow. gone. Oh, like, wow. The yeah. building's gone, torn mm-hmm. down. Like, wow. But re- the reality mm. is that that church had died long before I yeah. ever got mm-hmm. there. It just kind of eked along. Yeah. Wow. And so I think that that's the conviction for us. Mm-hmm. I think as you referenced Trader's Point, you know, nearly 200 years old, mm-hmm. 1834 yeah. is when it got started. And I would say this, I don't know, like the term life cycle mm-hmm. wasn't even in the vernacular. Mm-hmm. Right. So... Somehow, God in His grace, like yeah. it did kick over. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know that it was intentional. I think now what's on our radar is intentional. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, Absolutely. how do we intentionally make sure the life cycle exactly. kicks over? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might ruffle a few feathers. I don't want anybody to misinterpret <gasps> this, but at times, Ooh, I'm ready. <laughs> at times, I feel like as lead pastor, part of my job is when I sense that the church is getting too comfortable mm-hmm. to make it uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not in an obnoxious, abrasive, mm-hmm. destructive way, mm-hmm. but in a way that said, like what you said, like um, that. But back to that prayer, mm-hmm. like God, we want you in this thing. We want mm-hmm. you to do something that's so big that yeah. if you weren't in it, it would fail. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. let me just make us a bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then, and I, I've said this to Ryan. I'm like, hey, Ryan, keep your eyes out because mm-hmm. the next lead pastor of our church might be in our kids' ministry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And let's watch for that yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. Call yes. them out. Call yes. out their giftedness. Yeah. I see you. Yeah. But anyway, that's yeah. a little bit of a rabbit trail. No, mm-hmm. no. I mean, and there's so like, there's so many evidences. I mean, the fact that four or five of our senior leaders we've sent out to either church plant or, mm-hmm. or pastor. I think there's at least a dozen people that have been on staff that have either planted or have transitioned churches all over the country, yeah. from mm-hmm. Florida to California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I... Like my heart beats faster and faster for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Like they'll they'll I get texts from all of them mm-hmm. regularly saying, Hey, I've got this issue. Can I get ten minutes of your time to like walk mm-hmm. through it? Yeah. And we just decided a long time ago, we don't want to win just a Super Bowl. Yeah. We want to win like twelve of them mm-hmm. <laughs> through a family tree of coaches. Yes. Wow. So like we had a coach that was like our mm. special teams coach and mm. now he's a head coach of mm. some other team and they're mm. winning the Super Bowl yeah. because they took some of our DNA wow. with them. Yeah. And that's how the kingdom of God like multiplies and expands. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact that our we have a leadership development team of, of four staff yes, people, exactly. like, I get the the, the mm. honor of talking to a lot of churches, and that's not the case. And I don't mean that to, like, you know, pat ourselves mm. on the back. Like, it's just a values yeah. mm-hmm. statement, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that uh, one of the very first sermons I heard you you share, you talked about your life plan process mm-hmm. where, like, God willing, these next years of your leadership, like, it's been about, you know, maybe you wouldn't say it this way, but climbing the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then this last, these last years that God gives you, you want to be about pulling others up the mm-hmm. mountain, you know, being that teaching hospital. And so, mm-hmm. um, so I think conviction, like we could always ask God for more of it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, I think that's a strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third that they talk about is constructs, like you, like mm-hmm. what we just talked about. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's environments you need to create where you're actually doing the development mm-hmm. of, of leaders. But it's that second one um, mm-hmm. that I think has been, um, probably the the one that has, has created the most tension in its its culture. Mm. You have mm-hmm. to be willing to sacrifice mm. for creating a leadership development culture. Yeah, like at at the church level, at the ministry level, at at the individual level. Mm. So at the church level, like you have to be willing to um, not just pursue the weekend services. Mm. Yeah, as the only aim and the only mm-hmm. goal. Mm-hmm. Now, Absolutely. I'm not the one who's like demeans or belittles the, mm. the, the weekend service, right? Like. Do not forsake the coming mm-hmm. together of mm-hmm. of the people of God, but it's it's an and, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's you know we, we want to also focus 
just as much time, energy, mm-hmm. and resources to people development mm-hmm. um, during mm-hmm. the week. But that takes sacrifice. That's that's kind of bucking a, mm-hmm. an evangelical trend to mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think at the, the 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 ministry level, like, are you willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. excellence in the name of development? Mm-hmm. Be, because there's always a rub between those mm-hmm. two things. And then I think at yeah. the individual level, um, like. God's given you certain strengths and, and wisdom and mm-hmm. experiences. And, and there's going to be a point, maybe you don't, you don't feel confident today, but there's going to be a point where sometimes it'll just be more efficient and easy for you to just do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, are you willing to make that sacrifice to make the inefficient choice to mm-hmm. Scott Rolf, talk to me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, have, you know, give leadership away. Mm-hmm. Like all this takes sacrifice. We have so many competing commitments, any organization, mm-hmm. but specifically the church has so many competing commitments, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So many priorities. And it's like, are you going to progressively allow leadership development to win mm. over some of those good things in the name of mm-hmm. the great thing of multiplying yeah, people? Yeah, that's so good. I think there's like, you know, when it comes to like younger leaders and older leaders, this is just uh, observation from the uh, seat that I sit in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, when I think about the strengths of younger leaders and then potentially what maybe a, a growth edge for them might be, and the same with the older leader, mm-hmm. uh, strengths and a growth edge. Mm-hmm. So with younger leaders, I would see a strength as like a lot of what you're saying, they, they've done uh, more like work on their yeah. emotional health yeah. and, their, yeah. and all that, then probably those in older generations, mm-hmm. I'm not meaning to yeah. stereotype mm-hmm. it, but I would yes. say that there's, they're more familiar Trends, yeah. with, like my daughter, teenage daughters can speak more intelligently to like <laughs> the subjects of anxiety yeah. and all yeah. that mm-hmm. for sure Absolutely. than what my grandparents did. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, so there's all yes. of that. There's like the youthfulness, there's the fresh lens, yeah, yep. there's that exactly. generational blessing that mm-hmm. God's kind of yep. placed. Like he, I, his church is always going to be in good hands because mm-hmm. he's going to raise up the next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Growth edge. Uh, entitlement potentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you know, I know this stuff, so let me kind of get into this seat. You know, how do I? Yeah. Do, I, I don't know how many times I've like, had a younger leader come up to me. I mean, how do I? How do I get to do what you do? Mm. What do you mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like in the next six months or so. How do I, get <laughs> to do that? I was like, eh, I don't know. So, um, so, so growth edge. Yeah, older leaders, just like what we've already talked about. Sage mm-hmm. wisdom. Mm. Yeah. Um, seasonal maturity, yeah. Yeah. perspective of the long game, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the recognition that Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trends come and go, mm-hmm. uh, all of that. Uh, growth edge, and this is just from what I've seen, um, potentially, and I'm going to say this with all kindness, but directness, potentially some passive aggression, mm-hmm. yeah. some bitterness, mm-hmm. um, some and hey, I'm kind of getting into this season of my life, and I feel like I've, maybe I've missed an opportunity, mm-hmm. or um, yeah. uh, maybe like, uh, hey, um, you know, what are you going to do for me? You know, kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that there's, regardless of our age, and there's always going to be strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. and growth yep. edges and things that mm-hmm. we have to look at. And what I what attracts me to older leaders is a sweetness of spirit, mm. a generosity yeah. in their time in their life, yeah. mm-hmm. um, a, um, uh, a joyfulness. Joy. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. They're just like joyful. Like, yeah. man, um, I'll just shout them out. You know, Mike Bro mm. is an older leader in my yeah. life, in his mid-60s, lifelong pastor, not slowing up at all. Yeah. He just mm-hmm. teaches, great family man. I had some great conversations with him this summer. And the dude is just all about gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was just like, Aaron, uh, and he goes, what will keep you soft and sweet and yeah. open as, a, as you grow? Because you, you have to deal with lots and lots of challenges. Mm-hmm. Is he said, just gratitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he said, every day I go on a walk 
And he goes, this may sound super cheesy, mm-hmm. but he said, I just go the alphabet, A through Z, and I just think of things that start with those letters, and I just say it out loud on my walk, what I'm grateful yeah. for. Yeah. A, I'm so grateful for apples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, B, mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for broccoli. You know, whatever. Yeah. It's not all food. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I thought that that was so helpful. And he yeah. made this observation. He said, you know, have you ever noticed that the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5, gratitude isn't in the list? Mm-hmm. And wow. he said, because that's something you got to choose. Mm. Oh, that's good. And I think Ooh. that's so important for us as, uh, as mm. leaders. Wow. Yeah. Um, as we're kind of uh, beginning to sort of lay in the plane, um, I know we have a lot of people listening to this who maybe don't feel called to full-time vocational ministry. Mm. Uh, maybe they work outside the church. Uh, so what would you say are um, some of the things that um, they can maybe take away from this conversation as mm. they sort of lead in their context? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, yeah, so I would say that, um, leadership, leadership development or the way in which Christ modeled leadership development, the making of disciples, um, wasn't used. I mean, it wasn't in like the traditional North American church context. Like mm-hmm. it was used in the workplace. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was used the in the disciples world. were all <laughs> fishermen, <laughs> yes, and tax yes, collectors. Yes, yes. And, yeah. So every single thing in this conversation is applicable to every mm-hmm. person yeah. and every walk of life. Mm-hmm. Um, some people have the opportunity to use it within the context of a church mm-hmm. where they're surrounded or maybe encouraged to use it in a Christ-centered manner. But in general, like we are all called to lead mm-hmm. and all called to walk it out. And so I would say everything is even more applicable mm-hmm. to the person not in ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's ways to like plug in with what we are doing currently. And our big overarching vision is that it's not just staff, it's it's the volunteers, it's people who are attending that we can equip and send them out so that they can um, be known as great leaders mm-hmm love Jesus mm, yeah. because it's overflowing out of them. Mm, um, yeah. So when we truly walk in the fruit of the spirit and in love and understanding mm. of the word of God, mm. and it will come out um, through the way we lead. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, a dream and a vision for us as a team is the fact that like, wouldn't it be so cool if Traders Point was looked at as a place who like, there's something about this church. They just like, produce great leaders. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Like they're just coming out, they're oozing out of their pores Mm -hmm. and I don't understand why. And it's because we had, um, conviction, Mm -hmm. culture and the constructs. And Mm we used the resources the Lord gave us Mm -hmm. to equip the body of Christ Mm -hmm. throughout the areas in which we have an opportunity to Mm -hmm. impact. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, permission to cheat and just repeat something Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've already said. I mean, so a, dis, a, a spiritual leader is a disciple who wants to make disciples and, and wants to do it in the most intentional and effective ways. So a spiritual leader who thinks about time management, it's mm. it's not like time management hacks so I can spend more time on myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's time management of how can I maximize my time to spend on the yeah. things that God has confirmed for me mm-hmm. to be about. Mm-hmm. Or self-awareness, like mm-hmm. um, preventing self-awareness from becoming like self-indulgence or self, mm-hmm. self-excuse. self Like I, I become aware of my negative mm-hmm. tendencies so now I can excuse away mm-hmm. my sin. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, well, I'm just, you know, I'm an achiever, you know, mm-hmm. I'm Enneagram three. So mm-hmm. I just, I bulldoze over people. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, there's a problem God understands. Yeah. 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 Taking ground for the kids. Yeah, it's like, no, 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 like that's, yeah, the way of Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's, there's a problem there, you know, uh, or conflict management. Like mm-hmm. that mandate doesn't come from some business book. That's mm-hmm. right. The mandate that's comes right. from Matthew 18, mm-hmm. that the, the way of Jesus, beautiful, mm-hmm. healthy, flourishing relationships comes when you, there's an issue. Mm-hmm. You go straight to that person mm. yeah. and you work, you work through it. And so if leadership is multiplying yourself in another, 
like no matter if your leadership context is your, your home with your, your mm-hmm. kiddos, yeah. mm-hmm. your workplace with teams you lead there, serving teams at church, like mm-hmm. constantly asking, okay, in this moment, like what am I multiplying? Mm. Yeah. Like if there's an anxiety, anxiety in a group mm. that you're leading or just a member of, like, yeah. are you going to multiply that anxiety? Or are you going to, mm. you're going to calm, you're going to be that non-anxious mm. presence. Like every moment asking my choice, my decision, my mm. behavior, my attitude, is it multiplying beautiful things, holy mm. things, mm. Christ-like yeah. things, or is it multiplying anxiety or mm. yeah, yeah. things that don't reflect the heart of, of Christ? And so no matter your context, like mm. you can be thinking through yeah. questions like that. Yeah, mm. so. no doubt. And I think that uh, the misnomer for a lot of people is they think, well, you know, as a leader, I got to be the smartest person in the room, yeah. or I've got to have all the answers, or I've got to mm. know what the way. And I think that the, one of the things that really was such a relief to me is that as the leader, I mean, I realized, like, I don't even know if I could get a job here anymore. Mm. Like, if I was, like, interviewing at this point, like, I'm here just because I got here before everybody yeah, else. Here. Here. Yeah. And so it's, like, uh, this idea of, like, I don't have to come up with all the ideas mm. or right. be the smartest person in the room. I bring people around me yeah. who are really, really talented mm. and mm. listen. And one of the things that I'm learning is, as a leader is one of the best questions I can ask is, hey, what do you think? Mm. Hey, what do you think? Mm. Yeah. And okay, that's interesting. And, and it doesn't mean we necessarily have to do that thing, mm. but leaders don't need to have all the answers. They need to bring out the best in people. Mm. Um, I heard something recently from uh, Mike Bodine, who's an executive pastor out in at a church in Las Vegas. And mm. he said, one of the things that we do as leaders is we just help minimize the weaknesses of those on our team mm. and we accentuate their strengths. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And we just curate that. Mm -hmm. And leaders don't have to have the answers. They just have to bring clarity. Mm -hmm. So it's like, hey, guys, here's the way forward. Here's what we're going to do. And I think hopefully that will be a word that would maybe encourage some people listening and maybe um, take a little bit of the load and the responsibility Mm -hmm. that you probably shouldn't be carrying anyway as a leader. Well, I think we're about out of time, guys. This Mm -hmm. has been such a rich conversation. Thank you both for uh, taking the time to come and to share with us and invest in our listeners as well as everything that you're doing to develop leaders around our church. I really, really appreciate both of you. And uh, for those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us. And if you would, please like, subscribe, share this podcast with friends and family. It's how we get the word out. And we will see you next time.